Part one of session 22 of the law of one, we're going to start talking about second cycle, the second major cycle and its appropriate harvests. Let's begin. In the last session, we ended up talking about second cycle only up to Lemuria and a little bit of Atlantis at that point. So in this session, we're going to continue talking about this part of the third density experience as we have been exploring it for the past two to three sessions at this point and so many videos and parts that we have done together. Um, this session actually starts with a content that was excluded from the original books and published later in the fifth book where Don is asking personal questions that were not included for the original books as they explain and I didn't include them in the slideshow because they're not that relevant but I did want to mention that they talk about the uh, smelling uh, of incense that Carla had during the sessions and it's explained there by Ra that because of her uh, meshing of consciousness, her individual consciousness with them, they were beginning to have, or she was beginning to have more synchronistic, uh, um, say, interpretations of the vibrations of something that was going on in her life and it would just be a sort of synchronicity. And the other part was about her feeling more healthy as she did the sessions. This also had to do with her willpower to do this and her prayers somehow got into her consciousness and her unconscious actually, it remained there before the sessions and it helped a lot and also helped that she was going uh, through this, um, this process of, of channeling the information and her will to serve. So if you want to read that information, I always take it out of the law of one Dot info, which the link is down below, or you can check book five where everything is included there for the fragments that they took out of every session. So you can read that information there too. With that, we're going to start with the content that Don continues to ask in terms of the second cycle. Another refresher that we're talking about cycles within the master cycle, 25,000 year chunks. We're now in the middle of the master cycle which is the second 25,000 year cycle okay that's enough cycling right now so let's go to the first question that Don has and then I will read as usual where he says I'll ask a couple of questions to clear up the end of the second cycle the second major cycle if I haven't said it already <laughs> and then we'll go into the third and last of the major cycles can you tell me the lifespan the average lifespan at the end of the second major cycle Ra says, by the end of the second major cycle, the lifespan was, as you know it, with certain variations among geographically isolated peoples, more in harmony with intelligent energy and less bellicose. Don asks, can you tell me the length of that average span in years at the end of that second major cycle? Ra says, the average is perhaps misleading. To be precise, Many spend approximately 35 to 40 of 
your years in one incarnation, with the possibility not considered abnormal of a lifespan approaching 100 of your years. And here, before we get into the next questions, um, I wanted to make a note that is uh, 35 to 40 of years. I mean, this is just the average. And the reason why they said it's misleading is because of the way the population was distributed and the different ways in which they were, say, activating their energy centers and living completely uh, in isolation, then this would generate different lifespans. And that's why an average would be very misleading because it's not like right now, and I'll make a point of this later on, where we talk about the lifespan in general and how it has affected over time and kind of smooth out the curve in lifespan. But at that point, because of the isolation, some places had a very, say, open-hearted civilization that could increase their lifespan um, regardless of the collective consciousness. And there were other places where they were a lot more uh, troublesome, I would say, and not very advanced in terms of activations of energy centers, and that's why their lifespan was a lot shorter, 35 to 40 years. It's, uh, it's a pretty short life. So uh, we'll continue talking about lifespans, though, as we go into second major cycle. Don says, can I assume then that this drastic drop from 700 year lifespan to one less than 100 years in length during this second 25,000 year period was because of an intensification of a condition of lack of the service to others? Is this correct? Ra says, this is in part correct. By the end of the second cycle, the law of responsibility had begun to be effectuated by the increasing ability of entities to grasp those lessons which there are to be learned in this density. Thus, entities had discovered many ways to indicate a bellicose nature, not only as tribes or what you call nations, but in personal relationships, each with the other. The concept of barter having given way in many cases to the concept of money. Also, the concept of ownership having won ascendancy over the concept of non-ownership on an individual or group basis. Before I continue with this answer, there's something very important to extrapolate here. And just to put context into how the evolution of third density works in terms of the human experience. What do I mean by this? Check that at the beginning, we had very long lifespans. And that was because there weren't that many, say, lessons that were learned at the time. So we were given a free pass, if you will, for a long lifespan and a lot of experiences that teach you something. But as time progresses and the soul enriches itself with experiences that makes them um, advance in the evolution of what it is to have these experiences, then the response, the individual response that we have to those experiences uh, actually affect us in our, in our growth. And we're gonna talk more about this, but I just wanted to make note of certain parts that created and that Ra is making uh, an emphasis when they say, say, uh, first the bellicose nature, not only between tribes, which is something of the yellow ray, um, uh, say, uh, progress because you're seeing yourself as part of a group or as part of a nation. But also in the orange ray, which is a devolution, not quite, probably a wrong term there, but 
using, say, the experiences of relationship with each other, this is beyond uh, the, the idea of social groups. This is our interrelationships with each other. There was a lot of aggressiveness and behaviors against each other. So you are even more distorted in the law of one because the law of one is just progressing through the active centers and having the experiences that you're supposed to have, whether that's positive or negative. But this was just a hindrance of the evolution of this way. Then they talk about this concept of barter which gave way to the concept of money. We know how this can be corrupted, don't we? <laughs> so this idea that ownership also is another part where they say that ownership took over ascendancy over the concept of non-ownership. We know the idea of the Af African Ubuntu, which means, you know, if you are fine, then I am fine. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's basically, you know, if I have, uh, you should have, and if you have, then we should all have. That's just how it is. Uh, ownership is a an idea that creates greed, creates um, isolation of the self, and all these things actually affected the evolution of the soul and affecting lifespan in a way that we're going to uh, to follow. But just keep that in mind that we're still in the last years of the third major cycle, and this is rampant. This idea of ownership, huge. Uh, the idea of money over just having um, equal opportunities for people to have the basic needs, even that, I mean, we can go on a tangent there, but just the basic needs, you know, it's uh, people die of hunger because they have no money, not because there's no food, right? And the other thing was the personal relationships. I mean, we are supposed to at least, at least, get along as a nation, as a community, as a group, as a family, and that's not happening. So um, it's something to at least reflect on this. And that's why I wanted to make a big pause here. Forgive me for making it too long, but uh, big emphasis there. I'm, I'm very big on this. So Rock continues and says, each entity then was offered many more subtle ways of demonstrating either service towards others or service to self with the distortion of the manipulation of others. As each lesson was understood, those lessons of sharing, of giving, of receiving in free gratitude, each lesson could be rejected in practice. So very short pause this time, I promise. <laughs> Just making emphasis again on those lessons that were uh, learned, but not applied basically, or rejected as they say in practice. So all those lessons as they become available to the soul in third density, you either apply them for service to self or service to others, or you reject them, and now you're rejecting life, basically. It's almost like when you have a blockage in your energy centers, which is uh, a fractalized um, version. We are a fractalized version of this sub-density in third uh, density, and also of the universe itself. If you have blockages, then that will uh, decay our bodies uh, faster, and it will incur an illness. So in the same way, it's almost like the same effect on lifespan because we're talking about lifespan here so all those things being rejected and part of the self then affected the lifespan Ra finishes and says without demonstrating the fruits of such learned teaching the lifespan became greatly reduced for the ways of honor duty were not being accepted self-explanatory at this point next question 
Would this shortened lifespan help the entity in any way in that he would have more times in between incarnations to review his mistakes? Or would this shortened lifespan hinder him? Ross says, both are correct. The shortening of the lifespan is a distortion of the law of one, which suggests that an entity not receive more experience in more intensity than it may bear. This is only an effect upon an individual level and does not hold sway over planetary or social complexes. Okay, so first pause here. We're talking about how this affected the, um, the lifespan and the shortening of the lifespan is a distortion of the law of one, as I explained before, which suggests that the entity may not receive or should not receive too much of an intense experience because as they go th down through the veil, uh, or we come down through the veil and we forget everything and all those experiences that are already in our unconscious and somehow program into our subconscious for our next programming they are not being accepted they are continuing to come in what we know as catalyst and this catalyst is producing even more stress if you will on the soul and there shouldn't be a long lifespan of accumulating so much of an experience that it would take even longer to come back to um, to heal and actually come back with a new uh, blank slate or a fresh start, if you will. I've heard from other sources that some of the people that were in Rome back then, which all with all the atrocities that they did, you know, with humans and slavery and uh, dominations and power and control some of them actually took thousands of years until now basically they're reincarnating now because they took them that long to heal Hitler for example we've talked about before how he's still in the process of healing who knows how long he's gonna take he's in my opinion he's probably not gonna come back to this earth and he's just gonna have to wait for harvest and repeat third density for sure uh, so uh, he can actually make his amendments with everything that they did. So again, just going back into the context of the answer, that's what we're talking about here. It's the, uh, the intensity of the experience need to be short so the lifespan actually gets shortened. So there's more to answer this, Ra says. Thus the shortened lifespan is due to the necessity for removing an entity from the intensity of experience which ensues when wisdom and love are, having been rejected, reflected back into the consciousness of the creator without being accepted as part of the self. This then causing the entity to have the need for healing and for much evaluation of the incarnation. The interesting mechanism that shows up here is that when you get these experiences and are rejected, love and wisdom are rejected, then the entity is in essence at a loss and they are reflecting, I love the way Ra says it and says, reflected back into the consciousness of the Creator. It's almost like we're rejecting the Creator itself, which is ourselves. But once we go into time space and we seize our experience here, our life here, then we see things as they are. And we see the rejection that we did here of the Creator. So we are not learning the lesson. And somehow we need to reprogram ourselves to come back here and try to learn the lessons in a way of love and wisdom. Without doing that, then um, there needs a lot of evalu evaluation. And that's why it's almost like a buffer zone that we need to get into in the lifespan of our existence. So this makes more sense in our next incarnation. Oh, gods, we're really bad here. 
in planet Earth. Rock continues and says, The incorrectness lies in the truth that, given in appropriate circumstances, as much a much longer incarnation in your space-time continuum, it's very helpful to continue in this intensive work until conclusions have been reached through the catalytic process. Uh, the incorrectness, I believe, Ra is saying when Don says that this will hinder at the beginning of the question, actually at the end of the question, uh, Don says that this may hinder uh, or the lifespan shortened uh, will hinder the evolution or something to that effect. And I think that's what Ra is referring here because they're saying that, yes, I mean, a long lifespan actually gives a lot of experience, you know, to do this intensive work, but because of the mechanism that we just explained of having too much of a rejection of love and wisdom and so on, then, you know, this this can't be. So it's uh, it's not a paradox itself. It's just a, like a self-correcting mechanism. And that certainly shortens the opportunity. So, all right, let's move on. Next question. Don says, you spoke of the South American group that was harvestable at the end of the second cycle. How long was their average lifespan at the end of the second cycle? Ra says, this isolated group had achieved lifespans stretching upwards towards the 900-year lifespan appropriate to this density. And Don says, then I'm assuming the planetary action that we are experiencing now, which shortens, it seems, all lifespans here was not strong enough at that time to affect them and shorten their lifespan regardless. Is this correct? Ra says, this is correct. It is well to remember that at that nexus in space-time, great isolation was possible. So back to what I was saying at the beginning of the video. This is why the lifespan average is misleading at this point. Because of the great isolation which does exist in the planet at that time, people were able to have lifespans in, in South America of 900 years where some people were having 30 to 40 years. So, um, yes, that's a huge, huge gap. Um, one thing to know is that that continues to be uh, a possibility here. We, we have seen reports of monks that are in certain parts of the, uh, of the Asian um, uh, continent. And depending on the isolation that they have, they have very long lives. There is uh, a monk that Greg Braden talks about. He actually visited a temple in, uh, in Tibet, I believe. And one of the ladies that were there, one of the monks, she was over 120 years old. And while she looked very, um, very old, she was very, very agile and full of life. She reported there were people or monks who were in a cave completely isolated from everything and they just spent their whole existence in meditation. Their body was alive, but they weren't moving, eating, doing anything, just breathing there. And their lives uh, were, uh, their, their age was approximately 300 to 400 years. So that's still possible. The reason why this can't be as it was in, second, in the second major cycle is that the collective consciousness now is imprinting a lot more of the stress on everyone. We are bearing this together. And the more we advance in this third density, and that's why this needs to end eventually, 
the more it's going to affect us individually, which is also a blessing for people who are doing their inner work, as I like to call it, because this alleviates the charge, the load that we have on planet Earth. And this is why it's crucial for anybody who is considered a light worker or doing any sort of spiritual work to know this, that this is the power that they have. They are working not for themselves or other people or their loved ones. They're working for everybody because we have this load on ourselves. So, all right, big note there. Uh, let's go to the next question where Don says, about how many people populated the earth totally at that time? That is incarnated in the physical at any one time. Ra says, I'm assuming that you intend to query regarding the number of incarnate mind-body-spirit complexes at the end of the second major cycle. This number being approximately 345,000 entities. Population of Earth back then. Don says, approximately how many were harvestable out of the total number? There were approximately 150 entities harvestable. We've talked about this number before. Don says, a very small number. Then, as the next cycle started, are these the entities then that stayed to work on the planets? Ra says, these entities were visited by the Confederation and became desirous of remaining in order to aid the planetary consciousness. This is correct. Don says, what type of visit did the Confederation make to this group of 150 entities? Ra says, a light being appeared bearing that which may be called a shield of light. It spoke of the oneness and infinity of all creation and of those things which await those ready for harvest. It described in golden words the beauties of love as lived. It then allowed a telepathic linkage to progressively show those who were interested the plight of their density when seen as a planetary complex. Then it left. So that's what happened at the end of the second major cycle. Only 150 entities, which somehow I'm inclined to believe were the people of South America because they were the ones doing phenomenal work with having 900 year lifespans. Or I may be wrong. Maybe those in the South American continent had those long lifespans because they were new to the planets recently incarnated here from another planet, which is very common apparently on Earth. Thank you. <laughs> Diversity, right? So, I'm not sure, but only 150 people were um, harvestable. And then these decided to come back. We've talked about this in other sessions. I forget from the top of my head, but you can go search on my channel called The Elder Race. The Elder Race was uh, this people who came back and helped their own group. We're gonna talk about them a little bit more as the next question I believe is regarding to that or not, we'll see. But they came back and that's the nature of how they were harvested. A light being appeared, talked to them about the creation, talked to them about the, uh, the beauties of love and uh, the life here. And it also showed, it seems, the, um, the plight of third density as seen as a planetary complex. So there was shown sort of like a vision of how this works. And because of that, of course, being harvested, they fell in love with us and they decided to come back and help us out. 
great people. Thank you, Elder Race, for being here. Next question. Don says, and did all of these entities then decide to stay and help during the next 25,000 year cycle? Ra says, this is correct. As a group, they stayed. There were those peripherally associated with this culture, which did not stay. However, they were not able to be harvested either, and so beginning at the very highest, shall we say, of the sub-octaves of third density, repeated this density. Many of those who have been of a loving nature are not wanderers, but those of this particular origin of second cycle. I want to confess here that I'm a little confused with Ra's words, so if you can understand this better than I do, let me know. But it seems like as the group, they stay, the 150 entities, and those peripherally associated with this culture, meaning those who were associated with the culture where the 150 people came out from, those around it did not stay. They did not decide to stay, but they were still uh, had to remain. I'm not quite sure what that means. But the point is that they remain here at the highest octaves, sub-octaves of this density, meaning that they were very advanced, but they were not harvestable. So maybe because they were not harvestable, they did not stay. I'm not sure. This wording actually confuses me. And if I get an update on this, I will let you know. But so far, this is one of what I get. They just decided to come back and stay but they didn't want to actually stay. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm confused on this one, I gotta be honest. So, but the point is that they remain here for the second because they had to repeat the cycle anyways. They weren't ready for graduation. However, they were very advanced because they came back uh, in a way that it's uh, depicted here as at the higher sub-octaves of this density. Next question. Are all of these entities still with us in this cycle? Ra says, these entities, or the entities repeating the third density major cycle, have in some few cases been able to leave. These entities have chosen to join their brothers and sisters, as you would call these entities. Next question is, were any of these entities names that we know from our historical past that have appeared as incarnated beings we find in our history? Oh, I read that terribly. Ra says, the one known as Sound Vibration Complex Saint Augustine is of such nature. The one known as Saint Teresa of such a nature. The one known as Saint Francis of Assis of such nature. These entities being of monastic background, as you would call it, found incarnation in the same type of ambience appropriate for further learning. So these are the entities that decided to come back and or some of them that decided to come back and we know them by those names. I am not very familiar with their work. I know the Saint Teresa, the one they're talking about here is not the same Mother Teresa. I was confused when I read that first, um, very confused. But then I researched and it's not her. So um, I don't know much about them. I just know that they, uh, for a good reason, they're called saints. <laughs> so um, that explains it. And just to finish up, this is the last question I have for this um, for this video, first part. This, um, this people that came back, I, I, again, I'm still confused. There's a part, let me read it really quick before we move on with the conclusion and everything else. Um, the entity repeating the third density major cycle have in some few cases been able to leave. 
That means that those repeating third density major cycle here have been able to leave. However, those entities have chosen to join their brothers and sisters, so it was called these entities. Okay, so to me, this means that those who have been graduating over time in this, um, remember they have to stay here for the harvest, they cannot leave. Although they leave and they can stay in time space and probably not come back, why would risk it, you know, to go through the forget and, and the whole thing, the veil and so on, and become karmically involved. But they do it out of love because they wanted to join their brothers and sisters. So it's, um, it's a very encouraging thing to know that those who are actually leaving this third density decide to come back. That is just our nature. And I can imagine the bonds that we have at this point, having so many incarnations together for 75,000 years, probably, and being part, because once you come down to Earth, you are part of Earth, whether you like it or not. It's not like you come in as a wonder and you just like, well, you know, I'll, I'll just leave after this one. No, sorry, you're involved. And now you're in love too. So involve and in love. So um, to me, that's what it means that they decided to come back as, after they reached that point of being harvested or being harvestable. And for that, we love them too. Thank you so much. Okay, conclusions now. I like the beginning of this session and the beginning of the questions where we talked about the experience in third density and how it affects us. Not as our lifespan, because our lifespan is already established. This is what we get. What you see is what you get. And we can certainly become healthier and we can become uh, more aware of our control of our own beingness here by knowing what third density is supposed to teach us. We're not here to earn money. We're not here to have property. We're not here to gain power or control. Well, maybe if you're polarizing towards the negative, then those are your tools. But for the rest of us who are trying to polarize into the positive, because that is the planet where we are at. Sorry, this planet will not polarize towards the negative because it already decided. The Logos decided this. The planet as a sub-logos decided it, and we are deciding it too. With that in mind, we need to uh, realize that what we're supposed to do here is to keep finding those common grounds, seeing each other as other selves. When I help you, I'm helping myself. Literally, that's just how it works. And the more we can live this, not as a, uh, as a, as a commandment or as a law or as a rule or as a, this will save me, Christ will come for me because I do this. No, just live it. See the pleasure in helping other people. This is just a natural thing to do. We have been conditioned to do otherwise because that's the progression in this control system, but that's not the way it's supposed to be. Certainly not on this planet. So while we're incarnated here, just keep those things in mind. I think those were very powerful things that Ross said to explain just to how it affected the lifespan of people where in other parts of the planet, they were having 900 years of age. In some, certain areas, they were very low because they they weren't even um, working into the yellow ray activation, which is terrible. So we are at that point, unfortunately. But the good news is that we've had many, many incarnations to learn these lessons. We come programmed for that. And all we need to do is like some in the new age uh, spiritual movement are calling it activate those star seeds 
starts sprouting out because all that information is in there already. And if you're listening to this, chances very high are that you're interested in this type of activation. Well, from my understanding, and this is the last thing I'll say as part of the conclusion, all that information is inside you already. You don't need to learn anything. All your centers have been activated. Chances are you are already at the possibility, the potential to get in touch with intelligent infinity as soon as you want to. But you need to do the work to accept yourself. And that is the basic need. I mean, everybody has to go through that. That's initiation. Initiation of the adept is going through the process of knowing itself after piercing the veil of forgetfulness and then accepting the self. After that, you become the creator. I hope that makes sense, as usual. Thank you for watching. Thank you for bearing with me in my uh, weird interpretation of Law of One. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate the comments and, of course, the attention given. Thanks again. Subscribe if you haven't already and if you're new to the channel. I'll see you in part two of this session 22, where we'll talk about Atlantis a lot more and other information. I'll see you then. Thank <music> you.